Welcome to the Gear Slum, your one-stop shop for all things guitar culture nonsense. I'm Aaron. I'm Phil. And I'm Cole. We slum it hard so you don't have to. Happy 2018, folks. How was your New Year's? It was fantastic. Day. And I couldn't Eve. believe what happened at midnight on New Year's Eve. Cool. It was crazy, crazy right? Cool. How yeah. much Mountain Dew the whole world did you drink at midnight? Experiencing that, one, that thing together. Yeah. You thought it was shameful? I thought it was beautiful. <laughs> well, you have much more. You're more open-minded than I am. <laughs> In California, it was beautiful. In Utah, it may so, have been shameful. Guys, Cole, how much Mountain Dew did you drink? I, I'm not. Uh, I have sitting next to me a hundred ounce mug that I went and filled right before we started recording with with Mountain Dew. No, and I'm asking I'm at good spirits awesome. at New, New Year's, Year's Eve. I know a lot. Let's just say I I don't remember a lot of what happened that night. Oh, so maybe it was just shameful. You remember for that me one person that happened. Mm. Oh yeah, shameful. Shame, shame, shame. Shame of fools. So, you know what I got in 2017 and that now I'm going to keep playing in 2018. What's that? Is oh, we should we should do a little bit of housekeeping before we dive right into it, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Phil, do you have anything to say about Sinusoid, Phil? Just that I love them and I recommend them for all of our listeners, every one of our listeners should go to sinusoid.com right now and should purchase at least three items at random. They have some great shirts. I know that normally we talk about the ropes. It's all about the ropes, and that's and I understand that. Yes. That's... That's what pay the ropes are what pay the bills, but they have some pretty great shirts that are also like like sometimes it gets a little bit boring to just have like a shirt with your logo on it and nothing else, you know. Even though those shirts are fine, but they have actual interesting, cool shirts. So you should go buy one of those and buy some ropes, some slivers. Which are back in stock. Because they're awesome. I think I might be the only one on the podcast right now. No, I'm here, and I agree I with you. I think I'm the only I, one you were, you were doing a great job. Okay. I'm doing so good. <laughs> I believe that oh. if somebody's doing a good job, they should not be interrupted. <laughs> That's how that's you choose. Why, that's why we interrupt you so much. <laughs> <laughs> you really set him up for that one, Phil. I you know. can't blame him. I know. I know. <laughs> that's not true. That was just a joke. Oh, son of a gun. Sorry, I had to go get some more cough drops. So this guy, this is uh, interesting. Uh-oh. This, this guy just listed a dual terror, and now I'm regretting not just hitting the buy button. Um, he listed it for three for 380 
plus $60 shipping, which the Dual Terror usually sells in the five to $600 range. Um, so I made an offer while we were recording the last episode a few minutes ago. And I just went and reloaded the page, and he's since raised the price to five twenty. <laughs> what? So he must have gotten a million offers, and uh, he's lucky that nobody bought it. I just guess bought it. Yeah, but that seems crazy to me. Like, did you really know that little about where to price it that you went and increased it by one hundred and forty dollars right after listing it? Man. So, guys, the dual terror is—it's a dual amp, right? I mean, it has two channels yeah it's basically the it's a tiny terror and a uh it has a tiny terror in it and then it has uh what they call the fat channel which i don't know that it's based on Mm. on another specific amp but then there's a dual dark that has a tiny terror and a dark terror in it i think Um, okay but they're cool amps my brother i'm actually borrowing one from clint right now and it's a really cool amp and it is enormous and it is freaking loud the dual dark the just the dual terror Oh, uh, the dual terror. Yeah. So are the other our other favorite rope monger is Gabriel Tenorio. I have That's some true. Tenorio strings on my little stinker right now, and I really like them. They always feel really smooth. Um, I don't know. Like, I can't exactly put my finger on why that is, but I changed them. It's been a few months, and that's the main guitar that I play you know i think it probably just has to do with the balance of them that they're all the tension feels equal across the board they're well balanced i think they don't get as decroded as other strings partially because maybe they uh they have a round core instead Mm -hmm. of a hex core so there's not as much room for because i sweat a lot just in Mm -hmm. general that's just the kind Mm -hmm. of person i am Mm -hmm. and uh Uh usually i destroy strings pretty quickly and these Mm -hmm. have these still sound amazing so this is a i don't know in some ways it's it's you could get sticker shock looking at the price of them but um just on based on my experience with this set specifically it's it ends up being worth it in the long run if you go through strings as quickly as i do normally yeah and we may or may not have some gear slum oh man custom strings <laughs> Not we coming out like do. available for purchase, but <laughs> yeah. for ourselves. For yeah, ourselves. not for, not for. So you guys should all be. We're not like really happy not, for us. <laughs> I shouldn't. I, I don't want to make it sound like he's releasing a new product with our name on it. <laughs> we just have not, ordered strings from him. He is not doing that. <laughs> he barely endorses this podcast <laughs> for the sponsorship. <laughs> he barely he's recognizes like, us. He's as like, people. guys, I I'm going to do this, but <laughs> like, be cool, all right. Be cool. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I so, really want a, a. I think I might look for a, a tiny tear because I've been really into that. Um, I've been looking at the new the Rocker Fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Quite a bit, and I feel like I want something that's just like a a higher gain kind of dirty. They rock don't. Amp. They didn't make heads of those new rockers though, did they? No. They they're just combos yeah mm-hmm. and well and one of them's like is it a 32 yeah the rocker 32 is a stereo yeah yeah those are cool amps i watched the demo it's a of those two the by ten day, but yeah they are really cool but yeah the tiny terrors you can find them pretty cheap because they've mm-hmm. they've discontinued it i'm ha- they discontinued the head too didn't they 
Um, Maybe they're still making the head, but there's there's a million of them out there. It I mean, looks like the tiny terror is discontinued, but you can still buy the dual terror. Yeah, game. but the or tiny the dark terror, the tiny terror was like very popular, and so there are just a million of them. I have that in my reverb feed, and they pop up all the time. So mm. if you actively are looking for one, you should be able to get one for less than three hundred bucks or something. Oh, nice. Yeah, I should do that. Now that I have kind of like my base model my base amp like you know what i mean base not base yeah, yeah. But base i feel like i'd like to get some kind of fun funky things on the side that's like a side piece that's kind of how i've been i don't want to buy the cow but i would like to get some milk for free <laughs> if you're off if anyone's hey, offering is there grass on the field no no we know what, we know, we know what phil says no no phil never right said now? that so we know what he officially says on the record um oh my god so the i i sort of have gone i kept the deluxe reverb because that is like my base amp and i know that i that's what i can get the sound that i'm familiar with out of it and everything um and i kept the 68 deluxe reverb and sold the 65 which i was somewhat hesitant about but i've since gone one of the main differences between the 65 and the 68 or in the actual circuit there's a lot of functional differences but is the feedback resistor um which basically they're like like a lot of amplifiers there's a feedback loop into the amplifier from the output um and the value on the 68 is about twice as much as on the 65 so i i open it up and swap that resistor out and it sounds amazing now um and then I've been picking up other amps as well. So um, just this week, I picked up a Bassman 50. A Bassman? The Bassman. And I've been slapping it, and it's so good. <laughs> so I, Why do people say Bassman instead of Bassman? I don't know. Because uh, it's, uh, it's like, why do you spell Squire in a weird way? That's the way it's <laughs> supposed to be spelled. Maybe it's a person's name. But it's not Squire. It's Squire. One of like, maybe that was like Leo Baseman? Fender's partner is early on was uh, Billy Baseman. Billy Baseman or Billy Squire? Oh, <laughs> no, that's a different thing. Mm. <laughs> so I got, somebody listed this Baseman. So it's a Baseman 50. And it's funny because like... With vintage amps, I'm new to this whole scene. I was, I was going down the road. I wanted to get a vintage deluxe reverb for a while, but then I kind of just got scared away because they're scary and so many things can go wrong. But, um, so this one had been recently serviced. It had some caps replaced, and you know it, it was in tip-top shape, I guess. Um, and he was selling it for four fifty, which is a good price. Is it? My opinion going into it was that that was a good price, but not a great, like, you know, flip price. It was just a, a good price. And it's funny because I posted about it and some people are like, oh, man, that's a steal. And other people are like, yeah, that's that's a little bit too high to pay for it. But <laughs> but well, if it I, works, I, that's good, though. Who said it's too high? I don't understand. I Like, they go for, I like, know, seven, like, don't they? Well, they list for all kinds of amounts, but I don't know what they actually... It's hard yeah. to tell what they actually sell for because there's so much. Like if you look at a price guide or anything like that, there 
no two wide range. Yeah, well, and no two are alike. Like they're all so different because mm-hmm. one of them has, you know, one of them's a combo that they replaced all the speakers and the output transformers are different. And then one of them's like mint condition, and you know, that's so true. it's hard to How know. How long did they make that amp for? They made the basement. I mean, well, I mean, they made it in the '60s too. As like, there's blackface basement amps, and I think there's even tweed ones mm. from like the early '60s. But they made it oh, into. Yeah. They made the basement fifty from like seventy one to seventy six, I think. Um, and it looks like a lot of people like that model. Um, yeah, and that was originally a bass amp. Is that right? Like they intended it to be used for a bass, right? Or That's why it has way. so much headroom. That's why it's well, called. Well, on this one, man. this one has like the two inputs on it are called instrument and bass instrument. So I think maybe the intent mm. was that. You had like kind of your both. bassist and guitarist going through it at the same time or something. I don't know. Yeah, hmm. that's weird. So I got, I got the amp a couple days ago. I didn't have, like, it's rated for four ohms. A lot of a lot of old amps have like super low uh, impedance on their output transformers. So, uh, but then somebody listed this <laughs> speaker cab. It's this old Univox speaker cab from the seventies, um, and it. It's to I mean it looks nasty. It doesn't have any grill cloth on it or anything. The guy apparently got it out of like a storage like one of his friends bought a storage unit like on Storage Wars and that was one of the things that was mm-hmm. in there, you know. Um but I I got it wired up. I rewired it so it was in parallel so it was 4 ohms. Just got it wired up last night and and played it for a little while. I live streamed it and stuff and it sounded so good. So I'm really excited about uh, so I so I'm still pretty new to the to this amp, but it was sounding pretty great, and I'm excited about it. So that's my life, you know. That's what I'm all Dude, about. Dude, there's nowadays. a there's a 1956 Tweed Basement on Reverb for twelve thousand five hundred dollars. <laughs> so you should have bought that. And that's like I feel like the Silverface era is sort of a good like it's vintage, but it's it's it, not like the prime desirable stuff. Yeah. So the price isn't crazy and that there's like more of them out there. They're just more common. And so the price, mm. uh, you know, it's, it's not insane. Cause somebody else posted locally, they posted a 67. So it's still a blackface mm. basement, uh, for like eight or 900 bucks. And even that's yeah. not an insane price, but it's still like, there's still just a lot of things that can go wrong with old amps. So part of yeah, me is yeah. like, well, if I, if I pay a low enough amount to start with, then if the crap totally hits the fan and, you know, things go wrong, I won't be out too much, you know? So, so yeah, I'm excited. And again, I know very little about vintage amps, but, um, but from what I've played so far, I'm really excited about it. That's cool. I mean, that's like a good price. 450 is like, it's not, I mean, I mean, it's not like throwaway money, but that's like average amp, like, lower end amp price so it's not yeah like, like i paid 350 it's not an insane amount of money to pay for anything i paid like 330 for the base breaker you know so it's like yeah yeah it's, it's like, like within a, range of like a relatively affordable like an affordable amp yeah totally totally like in my mind that's yeah like you think you know the the blues junior ac15 you know all those kind of yeah yeah affordable type amps are in that range you know yeah so i don't so i don't feel too bad about it so yeah, I'm. I mean, I wouldn't I'm pay excited. 450 for a Blues Junior, but yeah, yeah, but it's a, it's in the <laughs> ballpark, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and granted, cool. I paid like five hundred for my sixty-five deluxe reverb reissue. So I, but that was kind of a steal. Um, but yeah, then the and, cab was only what is sixty the bucks. That you have? <laughs> what's the cab that you bought? It's this Univox two twelve, but it's one of these. Mm. You know, when you see these old cabs and they're just like way bigger than they need to be, so the speakers look tiny. The like, baffle is just really huge. Yeah, the baffle's yeah. just enormous. So the speakers, they look like they're eight inches or something when you see a picture <laughs> of it. But yeah, yeah. So does it's it this, does that give it like a different kind of bass response or what? Do you know? Do you have you noticed anything? I mean, it's hard to tell. With I can't. Yeah, like it's so hard to now. compare. I mean, speakers old speakers like that weren't very efficient. Like they didn't have a very efficient low end usually. Like that's mm. one thing that has progressed over time with speakers. Um, so you would expect like the resonant frequency to be lower with a larger cab, but it's not perfectly like technically it's closed back, but there's like some holes in it and stuff. So even then mm. it's like, I guess it's semi ported or something. Um, but no, the bass are like, it is very, it, it definitely has plenty of bass, you know? So yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm going to keep doing, I might, I might, uh, when I'm doing these pedal videos, I'm probably going to kind of switch back and forth between that and the deluxe reverb. Nice. Nice. How is, how does it sound compared to the deluxe reverb? Like what's the difference in tonality? You know, it's crazy. Cause I was, so I was playing it last night and people were telling me like, Oh, jump the channels, which I'd never done right. on the deluxe reverb. But, um, you know, the two, a lot of these fender amps have each channel has two inputs and one of them's just mm. a lower input level, which I, the inputs are basically just paralleled, but they have, like a voltage divider between them. And so, mm. so you take the lower out lower input and run that back into the other input on the other channel. And then uh -huh. you're basically playing through both channels at the same time. And you can kind of mix them in to dial in the sound. Oh, okay. And as I was playing it, I was thinking like, yeah, this doesn't sound quite as bright as the deluxe reverb. But then when I plugged in the deluxe reverb, I was like, Oh man, that actually sounded brighter. Like I actually preferred oh. the sound of it as I was playing it. I was thinking like, I don't know if I like this as much, but then, yeah, so it's kind of, it's kind of, uh, I don't know. That's how it is when you, like, you turn on an amp and you have your initial impression, but then as you play it for 20 minutes, you kind of forget exactly what it sounded like, you know, mm -hmm. if you had to AB it with something else, but I, but I really liked it. So I'll, I'll, I'll have to do some, I'll have to do kind of a comparison of the two so people can hear them side by side, you know. Yeah, that would be cool. I think playing like similar pedals, the same pedals through both would be a fun kind of project too. Yeah, totally. Sorry, we're uh, <clears throat> trying to address a concern in the group. Oh, uh, sorry. It's okay. It's not my fault because I didn't do it, but <laughs> but. It's your fault that we're looking at it right now. It is. Yeah. That's accurate. I, de I, I deleted it. So so we put a call out in the group for, for topics since it's a new year. Some people suggested lots of things, but one thing that actually kind of made sense is to talk about, like, what's your gear goal for 2018? Do you guys have one? Do you even think about things like that? Yes. Okay. Oh. Is it Board of Education <laughs> related? Uh, okay. Board of Education is part of it. Um, I think, uh, actually it's not part of it. It's totally separate. Board of Edu Education is one thing. And also, 
making this room easier to use my gear in, which means... Okay. Um, Is the my, room completely empty right now? No. Um, okay. <laughs> why? That's irrelevant. I mean, I guess it's a it's a valid question in any situation. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought it was a, I mean, I meant it as like a real question. Uh, the room I recorded in, I did the live stream in from the other day was, is the, the guest bedroom. Oh, okay. So that was a different room. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this room, I'm hoping t- my my goal is to have all of my gear set up in here so that it's out of the way, but also like mm-hmm. if I have ten minutes to like play, I can plug in like in thirty seconds and start playing. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah, just have everything set up all the time. Yeah, set up, Which but is out huge. of the way. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Because that's never been the way I've had. I've been able to do it. Um, so I'm hoping to have that kind of a thing, and then, and that will mean that I can play more. That's my hope for 2018. Totally. That's awesome. Oh, and I'm 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 the same way with like hanging guitars on the wall. Like if I if they're out on the wall instead of in a case, then I play more. Right. It's just more accessible. Oh, and and Cole, I found what I would consider to be the perfect entertainment center for um amps and gear. It was like Oh yeah? Oh, it was big enough. Oh, it was it was glorious. For a big old CRT. And it, and it was they were asking eight dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it was like, yeah, I, it was, I want you to deliver this away from my house. I'm yes. paying for delivery, basically. Yes, it was. It was huge. Probably weighed like a hundred pounds. The way that oh yeah, the way that the the, the big TV section, um, it was it was like it had shelves. It had the option of shelves in it, and I was thinking I could put two cabs like straight in here like yeah. i could put my blues junior and then another cab and then i could put like a head down below and then there was still another place for um vhs tapes slash pedals <laughs> yeah exactly and i i sent a picture to kathy and she's like no you cannot you cannot bring that into our house i was like but i'll paint it like i'll make it look really cool and she's like it is huge and hideous and it won't even fit in this room with like the desk and she's probably right i kind of i I'm, really wanted to... i'm very i'm very lucky because i have a room in my house that's just mine and so my wife just doesn't care at all what i do in the room well <laughs> she within she just doesn't care about you at all. Yeah, she just doesn't, doesn't matter care. what you do. She's indifferent. It's yeah. not going to make her love you. Clearly, 
Um, uh-huh. but, but like I have, I have like, because her love is unconditional folks. Uh-huh. Like, you know how all this old furniture, like the cheap old furniture, it was like really solid, but it was just like Oak, like the uh-huh. boring looking Oak, you know, yeah. I have like three different pieces <laughs> of furniture that are all that, but like different shades. So they like don't, ma- so they're ugly, but they don't even match either. Uh-huh. Um, but it's like, yeah, it's okay. Like my neighbor was helping me move one of them in. And we got up to the top of the stairs, and he was like, I'm guessing this is going in the room that looks like a dorm room. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, that hurts, but that's valid also. What that's gave you funny. that idea? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I have my own – I kind of have my own room too. Like I have my desk set up in here with my computer, and it's also like the ironing room. But <laughs> otherwise, it's, it's basically like my office slash music room. So I just have my amp out and my pedal board on the floor all the time, and then I have, like, some wall hangers. But, I mean, I think you could easily do it. If you get, like, a some kind of wall unit that you can put your amp in and then, like, slide your pedal board under it, a lot of times you can get away with leaving things plugged in. And That's, yes. It's not, it's not obtrusive, even though it's still accessible. Right. Because for some reason, like a piece of furniture is more acceptable than just like an amp against the wall. Yeah. Women and men also. (laughs) (laughs) So that's your main goal. I like that. That's a good goal. Do you have one goal? I kind of, yeah, I want to, I want to sort of reduce the number of pedals I own probably just mm. for, you know, just in, in, in the interest of living a reasonable, normal life. Um, <laughs> but I want to, I want to be more open-minded towards amps too. And so that's why I'm trying, like I genuinely want to get some kind of orange, like a tiny terror or something like that and just try out some new amps um, that I haven't given a shot because i've owned a lot of amps in the past but they were always just uh backups and Mm. the deluxe Mm. reverb was always just my amp you know do you find that you that you have been judging amps like based on how much they do or don't sound like the deluxe basically which is like so yeah like it's very narrow-minded you know yeah yeah um so yeah i like i'm liking and that's one thing that is nice about uh, Phil, how's it going over there? <laughs> Sorry, I thought I muted my mic. Hi. <laughs> it's that's one thing that's nice about the basement is it is it doesn't like I play I played it last night and I really enjoyed the sound of it, but then when I try the deluxe, it's like and I know they're very similar amps, so this is kind of silly to say this, but it's like oh, it doesn't sound like that, but I still love the way that it sounds. And the yeah, bass yeah. breaker is kind of the same way because the bass breaker sounds very different from a deluxe mm-hmm. reverb. I mean, it doesn't have a ton of clean headroom. It's EL84s, um, and so it's, you know, the, the tone stack is uh, completely different. Um, but, yeah, that's that's kind of – I want to be more open, open-minded with amps. Um, I've already – I would say that about guitars, but honestly I don't even want to be more open-minded with guitars. I kind of have – the guitars that I really love and I kind of don't even like I'm getting that equits and and once I have that I don't know that I'll have a ton of like gas for 
uh, more guitars, you know. I'm, I'm very happy with what I have so far. Very good. So, Very good. Very good. That's a very good idea. Um, I had never thought, I haven't really thought about this. I know last year I did a clean slate, um, but I'm definitely not doing that again. Um, and sorry, sorry to, sorry if we all <laughs> seem distracted. We're addressing a concern in the group currently, and so we're trying to uh, still, yeah, make an interesting podcast at the same time. So, anyway, sorry, Aaron. We could Keep just going. stop the podcast and then restart it, but we're not, that's nah, not that's how fine. we roll. No. So. Clearly, if, forget it. If you've forget gotten this, if, if you've if you're 81 episodes in and you haven't realized that yet, then that's on you. Yeah, that's right. Um, so I guess my gear goal—I don't really have one, but I would like to get a guitar with P90s in it. Like that's kind of something I've been wanting to do for a while. Um, I feel like with pedals, I'm at a place now where I have a decent amount of things that I like, and I'm like ready to sell some stuff off and kind of have a sound. Um. I feel like recently I'm less interested in always having something new um, and I kind of just look getting comfortable with using stuff. And I think part of that has been that I've been playing with other people more. Um, so you kind of narrow your sound a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that's really the only thing I'm, I guess just like, you know, I would like a new guitar that's like a little bit different um, and maybe couple more amps or another amp or something so is there like but nothing do you have, huge uh like a known guitar model in mind as far as like um, strat or les paul a couple of things no so i would like maybe like a les paul jr or special with p90s in it yeah. um i'm also interested in some of the reverend models so they have like um i think the charger 290 is one and then they have uh-huh. the the double agent which is humbucker bridge p90 neck um, and then I like their, I was say Sayasin, but the Sensei also, the Sensei Junior, is just a, it's like a Les Paul Junior, but it's kind of this double cut offset. It's like a mix between an SG and a Les Paul kind of. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's some things that I've been looking at, but just nothing that I've pulled the trigger on. Yeah, I'll I'll tell you what. Um, I, I mentioned that I'm not really. I don't have a ton of gas for guitars in general, but um, mm-hmm. the moniker guitars. Oh yeah, some Ryan, of those look cool. I've been following them for a little while. I I'm relatively new to them, but I have them. Uh, yeah, they're they're really intriguing. I, it's just visually they look really cool. From what Ryan has said, um, they they play really well too. So I think yeah. that's those are interesting. Their website is really sure. cool, really interesting too. It's like it reminds me of of the sinusoid. Um, cable builder like you can they do custom stuff but it's like limited options so you can actually like build your guitar on their website and kind of see what it is and see the different yeah. options before you actually like a lot of times people will just be like they'll just say contact us for options or whatever yeah. so you can actually like build it out and see what it's going to cost and all those things Um, and like, I think most of their guitars are like sub a thousand yeah like it's a smart way and I don't know that this is like how their business is set up but like there are a lot of things that cause a guitar to be expensive Mm -hmm. um but and customizing it is one of those things you know even if it's just the color like that becomes more expensive when they can't just build a million of them and sell them you know um but i think 
I believe they're made overseas. Is that true? I would assume, but I don't know. I mean, for that price. But I think, yeah. I guess what I'm what I'm saying is that I like the idea of like, okay, m- making a guitar in in the U.S. versus uh, making it in China or Indonesia or wherever is also is also just going to inherently make it more expensive. So it's almost like mm. they're they've chosen to go the route of okay, we're not going to have it made by like these you know super expensive builders in America, but we're still going to give you the customization options, which I think uh, fits for a lot of people. Like they don't, they don't necessarily care where their guitar is made. It has to be high quality, obviously, but like, but I just want it to look crazy and have this crazy unique, you know, thing on it that, that you can't just get from Squire or from, you know, whoever else. Yeah. Yeah. PRS SE or something like that. I'm going to look it up and see where they're built. I know. <laughs> if they're made in America, they're it's impressive that they sell them for so cheap, but I can't imagine they are. Um, but I mean it they're not they're like based they're nice in Austin, but that doesn't mean anything. I'm sure uh, like well, I don't know. But th- for that price and you know, they're very nice guitars, you know, like they come with hard cases and they have you can customize them with really high-end pickups like straight from the factory and stuff like that so yeah oh it does say they make their bodies in-house and they make their own pit guards control plates and back cavity covers okay and that they have u.s-based suppliers so i guess they they outsource their necks so it's similar and to like they make everything else in-house yeah i guess so which that's really good so like it's an american basically made guitar for relatively inexpensive yeah yeah yeah, I think they're I'm, Jazzmaster model. I mean, I guess they're kind of the prices are basically in line with like Fender USA stuff. Yeah, but they're yeah. a lot cheaper than other custom builders. But that's still surprising, though. Be well, and I guess the Titan yeah. is is somewhat the same way. They Titans are in the fifteen hundred dollar range, but mm-hmm. Fender like they do so much volume that they right can, exactly they can afford to do that. And even then, like they're the American stuff is so not customizable it's crazy you know like yeah, you yeah get that's true a couple colors and that's it you know so the <laughs> fact that you're able to customize them at all and and the titan is the same way i mean you could say the same thing where granted there's only a few colors you can choose from but you have like infinite customization on the on the pickup configuration yeah. and stuff like that so that's uh, pretty cool <coughs> i guess they're they're like so the rival series is, are more, less expensive. They're like eight something, I think. But some of the other ones are up towards two thousand. Yeah. So they're not as cheap. And honestly, but until still, like until a month or two ago, I had never even heard of them. So okay, yeah, I'm, it seems like they've kind of upped their game a lot in the last few couple months. Like they've changed some things um, on their website and like added new lines. I guess they sell pedal boards now. And the fact Which, that I hadn't heard of them isn't necessarily that. That that doesn't necessarily mean they weren't well known. It's just that I, you know, right. they weren't on my personal radar. But maybe they've been around for a long time and everyone loves them. I don't know. They've been around for probably forty years, I think. And <laughs> everyone loves them. <laughs> Are we talking about PRS? Yeah, I didn't. I thought you knew that. Did you not know that? Speaking of which, have you guys uh, have you guys done your homework for me regarding my <laughs> guitars? Yeah, we came up with a list of of criteria. Did you really? Phil did, and he sent it to me, and I looked at it once. Oh, so, <laughs> so 
in a future episode, <laughs> this will just be a sneak preview. Uh, well, we gotta wait till it. we gotta wait till you actually get the information and and use yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. So I'm gonna, and then yeah. we'll discuss it anyway. So we came up with a rubric mm-hmm. for for Cole to analyze his guitars and truly see how much he really likes the PRS without bias. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> we don't want him working educators. Yeah. We don't want him like saying he doesn't like it, trying to be cool. <laughs> yeah. We want to get to the bottom of his true feelings about that guitar. So and we're I have just like really pound it until we get to the bottom. Exactly. Okay. First I got to go mark that down as an episode title. Um, <laughs> But to so the guitars that I have, I have a jazz caster like a Warmoth. It's just a jazz master body, but with Telecaster pickups. I have a Strat, and then I have two Ronies, and those are the only guitars I had. And then I just bought this PRS recently. And Jamie, it's funny because Jamie Davis, shout out. This is the last time I promise that I'll say his name on the podcast. <laughs> I already regret it. Um, Cole, you're supposed to start this new year off the right way, and you're starting it off the wrong way. I know. <laughs> um, it's funny because he'll message me, <laughs> and like he was messaging me the other day, and he's like, "Yeah, he's like very much a PRS evangelist, you know." And he'll he like genuinely likes him because I, you know, people joke about PRS, but like everyone knows that they make good guitars and like they're not for some people, but they are for some other people or whatever. Yeah. But it's very fun to hate on PRS, but he's just like, he just loves them unironically. And he messaged me the other day and was like, so how are you liking the PRS? And I was like, I actually like it more than I thought I would. Honestly, <laughs> you could tell he was like, well, you gotta go tell people. <laughs> it's like, if, if you feel that way in your heart, wouldn't you want everyone to know that? <laughs> you gotta share it. Yeah, go tell it on the mountain, you know? Cool. So you can't if you had the cure for cancer, why <laughs> why would you not exactly. share it? I'm hiding. I have the cure for cancer and the cure for cancer has a tin top on it. <laughs> and I'm not willing to share that with the rest. But honestly, like I and like it. It comes with an afflicted t shirt and bedazzled <laughs> jeans. With so many pockets. <laughs> But not like usable pockets. They look like pockets, but they aren't actually pockets. They're just like patches that are sewn on or something. Yes, right. Um, I, they have like the motorcycle stretch things in the knee, but they don't actually work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys? Do you guys ever watch the Hydraulic Press channel? Uh, uh, I don't yeah. know what that is. Yeah, that guy cracks me up because he's very much like he's like a power lifter. Phil, you got to watch it. It's just this dude smashing things in a hydraulic press. It's amazing. Oh. Plus, he's like a freaking it's really genius. Because cool. then he owns this machine shop, and some of his videos are like, "Hey, we're gonna smash, you know, whatever, a coconut with the hydraulic press or a computer or something." But then other videos, he's just like, "Yeah, I got this work order in to do this thing, so I'm gonna take a video of me doing it." And you can tell the guy is just like a freaking genius with all this, uh, you know, all this heavy machinery he works with and everything. But um, at any rate, check out the hydraulic press channel. They're sponsoring this episode. Um, and and he's they're finished he and his wife do the videos and they're finished and they both have like really strong accents when they speak english yeah it's awesome yeah they're great so but the prs like i really like the feel of it um i'm still i don't have a ton of experience with humbuckers i've had plenty of guitars with them but i've never 
like my main guitar has never been a humbucker guitar and so i'm still Hmm. like i'll plug it in and it just doesn't sound like i expect it to the pickups are actually really bright for humbuckers um but they're yeah it, it it doesn't it sounds very different from any of my other guitars so um but yeah i don't think i will be selling it in the near future for what it's worth but interesting i would maybe be surprised if i still own it in you know by this time next year uh-huh. but i could say that about pretty much any piece of my gear except the little stinker <laughs> so oh, really probably do you yeah, just... do you 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 vibe with that one more so than the other roni that you have yeah it's kind of crazy because the other one it's that uh, oceana that um mm-hmm. has that crazy the drum wrap the drum yeah. wrap top like the kind of it's almost like a camo it almost looks like a black and white camo you right know? it does um, yes like it has snow. a mastery bridge on it it's it's you know it was a much more expensive guitar when it was new than the little stinker was mm-hmm. um but yeah the little stinker is just for for whatever reason i that's just the one that i always pick up the neck feels perfect to me that it fits like physically i like the way it you know sits when i when i'm playing it and stuff like that so yeah that's my that's my main one that's your main one until i would like to get a strat this year too what's that i would like to get a strat this year and just kind of make myself play it the oceana is actually very strat like Hmm. it's it the the pickups it has in it are very similar to strat pickups and it has three pickups with a five-way blade switch Mm -hmm. um so you know functionally it's very similar to a strat and a clock which Um, tells time (laughs) <laughs> and and it's actually more like a st- probably more like a strat than my actual strat because i put that p rails in my strat um, oh that's right and and then i took it to my office and i don't i end up not playing it a ton but um you should just play it on the bus <laughs> get one of those little headphone amps that like hook onto your belt yes yeah there's a guy and there's a guy selling the there's a guy selling a fly three locally that mm. uh, I might go buy today. He's selling it for like thirty-five bucks or something. Oh, you know? nice! Um, and I think those are you can run those on batteries, can't you? Yes. Yeah. So I could totally jam one of those on the bus at six thirty in the morning. <laughs> Please, people live love that. stream. That's what we we need. We Just need every you day. I'll t- live streaming <laughs> your commute. I'll take. I'll take my phone, like my phone thing, and clamp it onto the handrail, you know? Yeah, but like on one end of the bus, and then yeah, you're sitting exactly. on the opposite like, end. You get like a really wide angle. Yeah. I have to like walk past six people to get to my phone to start the live stream, <laughs> and then I walk all the way back and sit down. Yeah. Oh, man. Now I, I feel like I probably have to do that at least once now. <laughs> you do. That'd be too great. Oh, man. The, and then, the one downside when I bought that basement is that I... Oh, go ahead, Phil. Well, no, I was just going to say it, it would be awesome if you're like... If there's just, for whatever reason, there's like one morning where there's one per, only one person on the bus. And so you feel like yeah. obligated to tell them, hey, uh, <laughs> I'm going to play guitar. I'm, I'm also going to... I'm also going to videotape it on, and put it on the internet. Like, 
weirdos weirdos are going to be watching you on their phone live just so you know <laughs> if you if you don't like that idea then you could sit in this spot right here i think it's out of the <laughs> angle of the camera or if it's yeah, like we, the one we person... did a live stream yesterday that no one watched literally and, nobody watched and cole was doing a deal with this guy and he's like giving him all his wife's information for her venmo account <laughs> yeah <laughs> live on the air live on the air but again, no one watched, so it doesn't. Yeah, matter. it was it was a bit like a tree falling in the woods, you know. <laughs> so sorry, I interrupted your flow, but there, it's good. <laughs> there was very minimal. Oh, I was gonna say that was the one downside. So lately, I've had a couple opportunities. Um, I take the bus to work, and then either a lot of times when I do deals, it's kind of a nice uh, fallback because you know Ezra has talked before about his nefarious ways of getting people to not. Uh, to come to him for gear deals, you know, and uh-huh. lying about where he lives and stuff uh-huh. like that. Um, but it's it's a nice fallback when somebody, you know, when you want to buy a piece of gear and you're like, well, I took the bus to work and this is where I work. So if you want to come here, you can get it. Otherwise, there's nothing I can do, you know. Um, yeah. So so people will bring me gear sometimes. And uh, so, yeah, I bought that Egnator tweaker with the cab from somebody they brought it to my office and then i had to take it home on the bus and of course i ended up the bus ended up coming early so i had to run to chase the bus carrying the cab in one hand and the amp in the other hand just in wearing a wearing a white shirt and a tie just booking it down the side of the street trying to catch my bus so it was a i wish i had video of that But but when I bought the basement, I actually used my car to go pick it up. So that was kind of a, that was the only downside of that interaction. I didn't get to take it on the bus. Uh, but I'll find an excuse to take it to my office one of these days. Well, you got to play with your strap through it. Oh yeah, exactly. There you go. But that means you have to I... carry that two twelve with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's surprisingly light. But it's just you have to enormous. Make it like it's like a two-day trip, though. You have to take one one day and then the other the next. Yeah, exactly. It's like the size of a. It's like bigger than a mini fridge, but it's on yeah, that same sort of scale, you know. That's funny. so. Yeah. I don't know what other goals. Like, do you guys have any other? I don't really think about it in those terms. I guess, but. Yeah, I don't really have any goals. We're, we're lucky that all three of us have kind of reached a point. <laughs> somewhat recently that we're fairly content with the gear that we have Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like we're still going to keep buying and selling stuff i'm sure but we're much more content than we were this time a year ago i think well this time a year ago i had nothing pretty much so yeah well you had an amp that you hated (laughs) i had an amp that i hated that is true (laughs) i did have an amp that i hated (laughs) and now you have an amp that that you like (laughs) and that was all that was all i had one amp that I hated, and, and a couple, guitars. and a party animal, <laughs> and a party animal, yeah, that I couldn't even enjoy because it was in an amp that I hated. Because your amp sucks so bad. <laughs> oh man! So guys, should we talk about Star Wars spoilers? Dude, it's been so long since it came out that I think we should. Okay, it's probably, probably safe. So. We should say, is it a spoiler to talk about somebody being in the movie? A certain actress being in the movie? No. Because we got you pretty. Part. We got mm-hmm. you pretty good at that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Yeah, so let me take a step back. First of all, I posted a, a joke post on my Facebook, like, before the movie even came out, saying, oh, something about something. I don't know. I said something about a character doing something. Which it was like a total joke. That was obviously not true. Obviously not true. Yeah. And then someone was like really upset about it. And they're like, you can't do that because now you've planted the seeds in my mind. <laughs> and no matter what, the whole movie, I'm going to be thinking about whether or not that's true. Um, which And whatever. it's like, first of all, that's on you. If you have that little mental capacity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plus, it's like if you're going into the movie and all you care about is like plot twists, then... You suck anyway. Like Yeah, that's dumb. <laughs> enjoy it. You could know exactly what happens and still enjoy that movie. Anyway. Yeah. So then tell them what you guys did to me. <laughs> so somehow like we were talking so Phil and I had seen it. Phil saw it like opening night dressed up as Obi Wan Kenobi or something like that. <laughs> Jar Jar. He, he dressed up as Jar Jar. <laughs> no, he was I dressed, dressed up, up as he was dressed, dressed up, up as Han Solo's Jordan. murderous son, <laughs> Han Solo's son who killed him, Kylo Ren. <laughs> uh, I dress. So, go on. So Phil and I were messaging, like in our group message, and we're just saying, uh, you know, we weren't spoiling anything. But I mentioned that, like, oh, yeah, that was, like, Laura Dern was really good in the movie. And and we were joking about it for a few minutes or whatever. And then Aaron made a comment that, like, yeah, that is, you know, like, I know you guys are joking and stuff, but that is kind of a, like, it would have been more exciting. I wish that was true. <laughs> Basically, like, he left the door open that made me realize, like, oh, he he isn't positive if we're joking or not. About Laura. No, I thought for sure you were joking. I thought 100% you were joking. Yeah, it wasn't even a doubt on my mind that it was a joke. Because it is totally out of, like, because Star Wars is not, (laughs) they do not have a history of, like, cameos from famous actors or actresses. Yeah, or if they do, they're, like, wearing a mask or something. They're, like, a stormtrooper. Yeah, it's always, like, it's always new. Like, that's where people get their start or whatever. And so, so Aaron thought we were joking, which, which Phil and I were both like shocked. I texted Phil like separately sidebar text and was like, we were like, (laughs) we were just talking openly about it. And he assumed we were joking. So I was like, okay, I, I made him think we're actually joking now. So don't screw it up. But yeah, I was like, yeah, we were joking. Sorry about that, Aaron. It was, you know, sorry to get your hopes up or whatever. (laughs) And, uh, and then sure enough, like you got to admit that made it that much better when you saw the movie right it really did i love laura dern ever since jurassic park <laughs> when i was like what 12 yeah. 10 maybe because we when did jurassic park come out the like 92 93 so i was like 10 or 11 93 no, it came out after 92 because i came out when 93. i lived in utah yeah so yeah, it was, and we've talked about that before. That that's like one of like we all have irrational crushes that like, you know, you can't hundred percent explain why you have a crush on some yeah. actress, but you just do, you know. And yeah, so that was so. She's I was, awesome though. She's like really cool. Yeah, I love her. And and yeah, I'm gonna go to the next movie dressed up as, as Doctor Ellie Sadler. Yeah, from that's her <laughs> character in Jurassic Park, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, who is this guy? <laughs> 
paleo why is this guy wearing why is this guy wearing short shorts and with his shirt tied up in the front <laughs> why is he wearing a safari hat <laughs> i'm not gonna Ellie wear Fabler. like a, i'm not gonna paleo wear a wig or anything i'm just gonna wear some hiking boots just some the short shorts You're... some like some old 90s like pleated khaki shorts <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And like a cargo shirt tied up in the front. They're basically like scout shorts. Mm, like those so are like, the shorts yeah, you had like, to wear. You know. So people are going to say, wait, are you Dr. Ellie Sadden, Sadler or are you the <laughs> crocodile hunter? They're going to wonder. <laughs> hey, why is this guy like, dressed up like? It's like, oh, this is the anniversary of uh, Steve Irwin's death. Is that his name? Yeah. Steve Irwin. <laughs> He must have really had an effect on him. <laughs> Steve Irwin is oh. dead. Dude, his son is so obnoxious. Have you seen him like Spoiler on alert. TV? Steve Irwin like, is dead. <laughs> late night stuff. <laughs> Steve Irwin died in the latest Star Wars movie. <laughs> it was really. Sad. You know what would be funny is if you if you, if you like gave spoilers, but you always said spoiler alert, spoiler alert afterwards. <laughs> yeah. You're like it's like a lot of a lot of good that does me now. Remember when this happened? Spoiler alert. <laughs> Cuz nowadays it is like rarely like usually the term spoiler alert is used as a joke. Yeah. Like it's it's much more common than when somebody is like actually okay, skip ahead 2 minutes cuz I'm going to spoil something right now, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I I listen to a lot of movie podcasts and and every once in a while they do it and they don't um, they don't even use the term spoiler alert. They anymore. Like they they go. Um, th- I mean, I think they say if they if you don't want us to spoil the movie for you, skip yeah, ahead yeah. forty seconds or something like that. But they the guess, the term spoiler alert. Yeah, I guess it's more a way of chastising someone else when they spoil something. Yeah, spoiler alert. Meh. <laughs> 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 Robot, robot. You spoiler. spoiled it for me. <laughs> That'll only be funny to me and Phil. Robot spoiler alert. Yeah, it actually is more <laughs> funny as a robot. Only That's be funny. funny to Colin Phil. S- speaking of which, oh. <laughs> speaking of which, <laughs> join our Patreon. Please join our. We're Patreon. having a lot of we're having a lot of fun over in our uh, Patreon group. We're trying not to. Uh, hate each other. So it's been a lot of fun. Did we already talk about both of our sponsors? I feel like we did. Um, I stepped out for a minute, but I think you guys did. <laughs> did you really? Sinusoid. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah. Check out Sinusoid, Gabriel, Gabriel Tenorio. Strinko. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, we did because I accidentally leaked a new product that doesn't exist. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Good <Yeah>. job. <laughs> There's, and now I just made it Buy like, some seem shirts. like I like. Now I made it seem like there is a product, or we're just not supposed to talk about it. There is no product. Yes, this is not a thing. So you didn't spoil anything, but now no. anytime Spoiler someone goes alert. to Gabrielle's, whenever anyone goes to Gabrielle's website, they're not going to be able be to wondering. enjoy it. Yeah, they'll never know now. They're they, just going to be spoiled. They're just going to be thinking about those gear slum strings. Gear Spoiler slum alert! <laughs> you spoiled it. Oh man! Well, guys, this is a good start for the year. <laughs> I think. I feel like Sorry, knocked my, it out of the my park. voice got a little stuck there. Yeah. So I'm excited for 2018. Yeah, this is going to be way better than 2017. Oh yeah. 
one whole yeah, year 2017 better. was. Yeah. Wait, is that know. a made-up number? 2017 is dead. 2018? 2018? Yeah. Is that one made up? No. Okay. You know what I noticed? Imagine. I heard someone the other day talking about like 2001, and they said 2001, and like 2003 and 2004. Is that normal? No. It's weird, right? Yes. I've, I have like never only... heard an, of like what is the definitive way that we are supposed to describe the O's. The aughts. The aughts were 2000. 2001, I think it's 20 now. Now it's 20 whatever. Yeah, once you hit 20, once you hit 2010, that's when it switched. But you wouldn't but it, say it, Yeah, when it was 20, 2009 is weird. No, but 2010, 2010. is normal. So 2009. Yes. 2003. Yes. 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 Isn't that how you yeah. say it? Like, you're a I, normal, you know, you're an English speaking person who that's converses how I say with it. people. I think in, I say in your normal in life. In 03. No, you Well, don't. that's fine too, but that's like saying 93 versus 1993. But you wouldn't say. One nine, you wouldn't say. You wouldn't say 1,003. You wouldn't say 1,993. Yeah. Hmm. But you would say 1903, I guess. 2003 like it makes more sense because that's how we say every other year but that's not how that's not how we would say that as a number though like if that was a number we would never say 2003 british people have you noticed and and i know i've talked about this before but like watching anderton's videos they always say like if a guitar costs like 195 or something they say 195 yeah that's weird 2099 899 yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's eighteen nine nine. And to say something's more expensive, they say dearer. So it always sounds yeah, way weird. He's the only like, person that's a little say bit that. more this guitar's a little he's bit dearer than the other one. Yeah, maybe yeah. that is like a weird, you know, thing that's just unique to him. It's dear. Maybe that's it's just dear. rich British people that say that. Yeah, probably. So guys, for them, it, it doesn't matter how expensive it is. It's just more dear. <laughs> they don't see dollars. <laughs> They're money blind. Ooh, money blind. That's cool. Yeah, they're money blind. So thanks guys, for friendship. Thanks for friendship. This has been a great episode. Hopefully. We're looking forward to the rest of this year. So we are. Hope it's good. We're and if you have gear goals. Post them in the group. Let us know what, what your gear goals are for 2018. For 2018. <laughs> Two, 2018. 2018. Hmm. 2018. <laughs> then it's like it's, it's, it's just, just saying 218. <laughs> yeah. Like 21-8. 21-8. All right. I like that. Thanks for friendship. Well, that's good. That's a good app. Thanks for friendship, folks. Thanks for friendship. Mm-hmm.